a Flow Media production. Beautiful, a true crime memoir. Written by Cameron Lundgren. Narrated by Jesse Angeles. A tale of fast romance that escalated quickly into a heated exchange. One man now is left accused of a murder that he didn't commit and robbed of the grieving of his lost love. Chapter 23, Taco Tuesday, Nightmare, June 25th, 2019. Shana came home in much higher spirits than she had left that morning. Seemingly less anxious now that Dave would be coming by tonight to try and fix her car. I had confirmed with Claire and Brody that they were coming, and I had asked each of them to bring dates. About 15 minutes before our four guests were due to arrive, I muster up the courage to talk to Shana. I don't think we should drink hard liquor, babe. Especially Fireball, tonight. Let's have fun and enjoy tonight. No booze, no drama. Dave will diagnose your car, and if he can fix it with the part that we bought, then he'll do it tonight. Otherwise, we'll fix it as soon as we can. If he can't fix it tonight, then I'll just have the bank come pick it up, she said, defeated. I don't care anymore. I'm behind two payments anyway. I was really beginning to have whiplash from her hot and cold behavior. Shana, I've told you before. If you need help getting current on payments, I can help you. But I have to pay you back, she fumed, voice growing louder. Did I say that? We haven't even talked that far. She stood up and waved her hand at me. I don't want to think about any of this right now. Can we focus on the party? Without awaiting a response, she stormed upstairs. What the fuck is going on? I muttered under my breath. We could easily just fix the car tomorrow. I turned back to the kitchen counter to finish prepping the taco bar spread with bowls, plates, and all of the toppings I'd bought earlier. When I got a call from a client needing help with the software issue, I headed into my home office for some privacy. You can't just run a report until you run a pre-processed payroll, I'm telling the client. When without consideration I'm on the phone, Shana calls out. Clara's on her way, and she's asking if she needs to pick up anything. As if we hadn't had just had a tense conversation ten minutes ago. Quickly covering the phone with my hand, I pinned her with narrow eyes. I'm on the phone with the client. Everything is out in the kitchen counter. You can go see if we're missing anything and let her know. I'm only halfway concentrating on my business conversation now. Ugh. I knew what she wanted Claire to pick up. All I want is a drama-free night without any liquor. Just one fucking night. Back downstairs in the kitchen, Shana's leaning against the counter, texting. Claire's bringing a guy she just met on a dating app, and he looks cute. She said casually, back to her normal self. Good. I hope it works out for them. It would certainly help our relationship having a couple to go out with, then single Claire around all the time. Oh. And I've set up a volleyball net out back. I have a playlist ready, and I brought out the Jenga set on the table. Anything we're missing? She sighed and looked around. I don't think so. But I knew what she was missing. I walked up to her and pulled her into my arms. Babe, listen, I know you want fireball. I know what you're going to say, and I agree. Let's just stick to beer. Relief flooded my body. 
I leaned in for a long kiss, then picked her up and sat her on the counter to steal some more. I bounded up the stairs, and in the bedroom, I placed my wallet and my keys on the nightstand before changing into something more comfortable. Claire and Brody arrived at almost the exact same time, but both their dates were behind. The four of us were conversing in the kitchen when the doorbell rang and I jogged over to answer it. Dave, still in his mechanic grease-stained overalls, stood on the porch and asked me to open the garage door. As I met him in there from the kitchen door, Dave was walking around the car, inspecting it. Should be the water pump, he confirmed. But the bad news is I don't have the parts I need to fix it today. Fuck. That was not going to go over well with Shayna. Okay, uh, when do you think you'll be able to come back? As long as I don't work too late tomorrow, I should be able to do it then. Okay. Not the worst news ever. I just had to tide Shane over until tomorrow evening. Okay, buddy. Thanks for stopping by and looking at it, I said before Dave nodded and left. As I walked into the kitchen, I pulled Shane aside to deliver the news. Dave feels it's the water pump, but he doesn't have all the tools to fix it tonight. I'm sorry, but he said he's swimming by tomorrow. If looks could kill, Shayna would have killed me right then and there. But before she could yell at me, Claire announced, Tom is almost here, but he wants to know if we want anything from the liquor store. Shayna pivoted on her heels. Have him pick up Fireball. My heart stopped. Before I could say anything, she left the room. Here we go. If you can't beat him, join him, I guess. Better strap in tonight. It may be a doozy, I say to myself. Tom, a tall guy in his late 30s with sandy blonde hair, arrives and proceeds to unpack the fireball on the counter. Shots! Shayna immediately screamed and ran to line up shot glasses for everyone. We took our shots and then a second round. By the third round, I had almost forgotten about Shayna's frustrations. Brody's date had not yet arrived, so I suggested we all go out back and play badminton until she got there. Hours later, his date, Avery, showed up ironically. It had meant to be a blind date, but the two quickly realized they'd met before. Perfect. Finally, let's get the party started. It appeared things had taken a turn for the better. Who wants to play Naughty Jenga? I asked. All hands flew up in the air except Claire's. Naughty Jenga consisted of the same game as regular Jenga, only the blocks had truth or dare written on each one. The player had to pull the block, had to comply with the instructions, or they were out of the game. I started a trial run to explain the rules and pulled the block that read, Kiss either the person to the right or the left of you. Naturally, I kissed Shayna, pulling her in and French kissing her in front of the group. Next, Shayna pulled the block that read, Have you ever kissed someone of the same sex? Her pale skin tingled pink as she quietly said, Yes. I was feeling pretty buzzed from the fireball, so I nudged her and loudly cajoled. Speak up. We didn't hear you, Shayna. Her embarrassment faded, and it was replaced by a big smile, throwing her hands in the air and exclaiming, Yes! Gaining a round of laughter. Tom went next. Real or fake boobs? He looked around. Claire and Shayna had fake boobs, and I knew he wasn't about to get himself in trouble. Fake, he announced but I didn't believe him. Then Brody pulled a block that read, Favorite sex position and why? The women in the room were fixated on his response. 
Brody could be a model with toned muscles and tattoos. I like to lay the woman on her side and ride her leg as I enter her. I feel with that position, I can go the deepest. The fireball had gone straight to my head, leaving me without a filter. That's funny, I smirked. I had Shane in that position last week. I started laughing, but no one followed. Shana gaped at me, her face growing redder by the second. What the fuck is wrong with you, Cameron? That's personal. She spat before striding into the kitchen, Tom following behind her. I rolled my eyes and took another shot. The room was so silent, you could hear a pin drop. I ushered to the group, Let's keep playing, hoping to break the awkwardness. We played a few more rounds, and the four of us standing in a circle around the table while Shayna and Tom continued to take shots in the kitchen. I once turned to look at Shayna, who appeared to be leaning in for a kiss with Tom. I quickly approached to try and push them apart by placing a hand on each of their chests. But since Tom was a much bigger guy, all of my force went to Shayna, who fell down. I wasn't immediately aware of what I had done as Shayna started sobbing on the floor. Shit, Shayna, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to push you. Shayna rose to her feet, cocked her arm back, and landed a right hook in my jaw, followed by a left hook, and then a right hook. I was so embarrassed about pushing her over that I stuck out my chin for her just as Claire grabbed Shayna and yelled, Okay, that's enough, before handing Shayna over to Brody, who escorted Shayna out back. Tom mumbled, I'm out of here. Walking out the front door, leaving Claire, Avery, and me in the living room. I walked into the kitchen, stopping to catch my breath for a moment when Claire came up behind me. Cam, you were my friend before I knew Shayna, and I... Shit. I want you to know Shayna cheated on you last weekend in Wendover. She's planning on leaving you after her car is fixed. She looked like she was about to cry. My face fell. What the fuck did you just say? Shane had been acting weird since the car problem, but this couldn't be true. I talked to her in Wendover, saw pictures of just her and the girls, heard the girls in the background when she called, and we must have exchanged a hundred text messages. This was a lie? I think it's time for you to go, Claire. I looked to Avery, who had walked in at the same time Claire delivered her bombshell news, and I knew Avery hadn't been drinking much tonight. Can you take Claire home? Claire was just trying to cause trouble, which was the absolute last thing I needed after accidentally pushing Shayna. Avery nodded, and the two left out the front door. Brody and Shayna emerged from outside, and I told Brady that Avery left to drive home Claire. Brody ran out behind them, probably to say goodbye and apologize for the turbulent first date. Shayna came up behind me. Cameron, I need to tell you something. She started but I had tunnel vision from what Claire had just dropped on me. I turned to face her. Claire just told me you cheated on me in Wendover. Is that true? Shayna immediately began crying again. She told you what? She exclaimed before running out the front door with everyone else. Sighing, wanting a few minutes of peace, I began to put away the food and to do the dishes in like a zombie-like state when Avery came back inside. I'm going to take Claire home but I need to make sure you and Shana are going to be okay. She said she's going to stay here tonight. Avery, I'm sorry this had been a total shit show, 
but I can assure you Shana and I will be just fine. Yeah, my word. It wasn't exactly anything new. Shana and I had blowouts often, but we'd always make up. This was just a normal night in our twisted relationship. Avery offered me a weak smile before hugging me and turning to leave out the door, almost crashing into Shayna, who ran back inside and up the stairs, while I stayed down to finish cleaning. While loading the last plate and running the dishwasher, I turned my head up to the ceiling inside. Why couldn't we have just had one normal night? After ensuring the front door was locked, I trudged up the stairs to the master bedroom. The door was closed. I tried it, and it was locked. Twisting the handle a few times to make sure it wasn't stuck, I realized that Shayna had locked herself in. I pressed my ear against the door and heard nothing inside, not even a sound of her crying. Frustrated, I banged on the door. Shayna, you can't lock me out of my house. Thank you again for joining us here on the podcast. Just a reminder, this podcast comes out every Monday and Wednesday, so go ahead and mark that on your calendar. Also, you can get this book on Amazon, so go ahead and click on the link below, and you could either read along with us or you can skip ahead, find out what happens to Cam. Again, thanks so much for being here today. This is a Flow Media production.